Hey guys, welcome to Who Cares? This is a podcast I do with my wife over there. What's- Hi y'all, my name is Ross. I'm his wife. Hey, and I'm Patrick. I'm the husband that you heard just a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got married uh, three years ago and uh, started doing a podcast two years ago. And here we are today reporting live from the Corona COVID-19 isolation central. We're in the COVID zone. uh, And we do talk about that for about 20 minutes on this episode. And then we go into a QA and a episode. Yeah. Where we talk about all kinds of stuff. Like what, hon? We talk about, um, you know, alcoholic relationships, uh, uncomfortable sex situations. Polyamory. Polyamory in the time of COVID. Herpes. Uh, So... You know, just like boring life stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And if this is your first time listening to Who Cares About Ross and Patrick, uh, we care about all sorts of stuff. We talk, we we care about certain people. We talk about, on this show, we talk about the people who care about us. Sure. Uh, We also talk in a way that would make anybody say, who cares about these two? Yes, exactly. Like, feel free to dismiss us, but maybe just subscribe, rate, and review also. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Who cares about Ross and Patrick? I don't care. Yeah, like who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so like who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. (laughs) Everybody, are you okay? (laughs) Uh... Things are pretty weird, huh? Yeah, man. It's uh, end times. Welcome to the show. Have you ever seen I Am Legend with Will Smith? Because <laughs> if you haven't, you're living it. Yes. It's a bit of a I Am Legend, the road. Did I say um, I Am Legend or just legend? That's a different movie. You said I Am Legend. I did? Yeah. Uh, a bit of... Um, yeah, the road, uh, um, the mist, uh, Walking Dead. It comes a at night. Bit. Yeah, I think this is really going to turn into it comes at night, like where everyone's just paranoid of everyone. Oh yeah, and we never actually know what what it sorry, is. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert! If you haven't seen that movie, you never find out exactly what the thing is. And it's like, are we? No, I think it is a. No, that's the big reveal of that movie is that like, it's like, is it just us making it up? Like no one's ever, the people within the movie have never seen what the thing is. Right. Anyway. We're going to go back and record an intro where we will say, (laughs) spoiler alert about this movie. That came out like two years ago. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're fine. Everybody's gonna it's we're corona, gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. Corona two K twenty. And uh you know, we're isolating social distance social distancing. Yeah. And even uh, you and I, right now we're eighteen inches apart, which is a little bit further than usual. We're gonna have to bleach these mics after. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. These mics are covered in uh, coronavirus, herpes, HPV. Yeah, you name it. Um, no, but you know, seriously though, shit's uncomfortable. Kind of like Peg on my lap. She can't quite decide what to do. <laughs> I'm going to move her to the book. Sh- to, to the, the windowsill. The there you go. Have a seat. Peg, look out the window. Have a seat. See, if, see if people are okay. Sit. 
There you go. Peggy has been upgraded to service slash therapy dog <laughs> yes. in the wake of, in the midst of this tragedy. What is this? Uh, it's a pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah. Um, how is everybody doing? Yeah. I hope everyone's like not letting the news um, just really send them into a tailspin. I don't know if I'm in denial or something because I'm still in this place of like, oh, we just got snow days. Everything's yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, it's kind of nice to cancel everything. Yeah. Like, like, my work for this week got canceled. All my meetings got canceled. All my... I you had, still got paid for something that got canceled, which is yeah, kind of amazing. Uh, the family event we were supposed to go to yesterday did not get canceled, but we're like, we can't be going there. Yeah. And it's kind of nice to have a reason to, to be like, like keep it simple, slow down, keep it simple, Yeah, rest, watch TV and like, don't do anything. It is, it's, you know, it's that like, it's a double edged sword. Cause we're people that, uh, you know, we, we have a fair amount of, um, we're filling up the schedule we and we're going from place to place. Well, yes, but, shit to do. But what I'm saying is like we are people that have a fair amount of privilege and like we have a safe home. Uh, we're we're healthy people. We're not high risk. Uh, we're not like sharing space with people that are high risk. Um, we have money in the bank currently, even though, you know, employment down the road is somewhat of a scary thing if we really let ourselves think about it. Mm -hmm. But I think there are, for us right now, it's sort of just like, I don't know, staycation, (laughs) (laughs) which not to be insensitive to those who are already kind of feeling the panic of like sickness and, you know, a lot of restaurant workers, service industry, people of all, all kinds, paycheck to paycheck people. Like there's already a lot of concern Mm -hmm. going on. Uh, but for us, it's kind of just been like, I don't know. Yeah. And also there's like a person inside of you that's scheduled to arrive (laughs) in June. Uh, (gasps) she's scheduled to arrive in June. And I think this pandemic is scheduled to go on for some are saying maybe another six months. Yeah. People are saying through the summer. I heard that today on the news. I was like, Hmm, interesting. The, All right. the doctor on Rogan said three to six months minimum. Minimum. <laughs> we're talking minimums. Yeah. And I mean, we're like such early days right now. Like if I let myself, I mean, just before we started recording, I was just like, I mean, this baby's coming. Like, what are we doing? Like mm-hmm. what is going to happen here? You know? And I mean, I think fortunately this is where like a lot of our 12 step work meets us where we're just mm-hmm. like, okay, baby, one day at a time. Yeah. Like that's all we got. Get some more information tomorrow. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we will. <laughs> Metaphorically. Yes. More, more will be revealed. Yes. One day at a time. Uh, but yeah, so, so of course we are distressed as much as anybody else out there. But uh, this episode, we figured we would kind of dig into some of these Q&A questions, these advice questions that came in. And maybe this will be a fun distraction. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's important to 
check in and acknowledge that like things are pretty bizarre and unknown and scary right now. And we're all experiencing it in different ways. It's, I find some sense of comfort in the fact that we are all experiencing collective Mm. unknown, uh, as an anxious person, I think sometimes that can kind of play into my anxiety that I feel alone with my anxiety and like other people aren't relating to it. Um, so not that I wish anxiety on people, but like that we're all in this place. It's like, that is kind of something to bond over and, and find solace in each other that it's just like, not a goddamn person has the answers. So I don't know. I think it lends itself to like supporting one another in a way that maybe we don't day to day. Yeah. And it's sort of exciting that we're all globally like waiting on this snow day. Like we all are, are, it's, I don't know. It's very unifying. It seems like. Yeah. I think in times of crisis, certainly, I mean, I think other people handle it better than others. And I think there's still also a lot of like denial going on. Cause we like, don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were surprised to find out that like your family event of like a lot of elderly people, like just went on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like, okay. You guys think it's a good idea? Sure. Well, luckily, uh, I've never heard any of them have a coughing fit <laughs> in their life. I've never seen That's them smoke. Joke. I've never seen them smoke <laughs> dozens of cigarettes in a sitting. No, not a respiratory never. issue in sight. <laughs> nope. Healthy as can be. Tip top shape. Tip bitty top. I mean, and they when threw fucking kids in the mix too. They're just like, oh, germ factories, come on in. I mean, when the apocalypse does happen, it will be the cockroaches and my dad. My That's dad what will you keep be saying. sitting on a milk crate, smoking, <laughs> just chain smoking camel non filtered. Oh my god! Drinking a case of beer, telling you that he think he ate something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel right. I don't feel right. Must ate something. I think I ate something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got you good. That's uh, that's Patrick's dad's go-to line. Like you've never seen him like eat or drink anything healthy ever. I've never seen anything green enter that man's body. (laughs) Or water. Except unless it's antifreeze. (laughs) (laughs) Like accidentally entering his skin through his fucking eczema. This is going to be really sad if we find out Patrick's dad is sick. But for now, everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, in this time of, I mean, I need dark humor. I don't know about y'all. Hope we're not offending anybody. And uh, if we are, maybe we're not the podcast for you during this time. Probably not. But it does feel pretty dark and weird. And, um, you know, we just hope that you're taking good care of yourself and you're communicating with your friends and family via FaceTime, via phone, make a phone call, Yeah. you know, maybe like now is not the time for texting. Maybe we like call each other like we used to check in on somebody. Yeah. Check in on people. Um, a good way to not be scared about yourself is to just like, Ask somebody, just be like, how are you doing? And then sometimes just listening to somebody else provides a lot of relief. Yeah. If you're so anxious about Mm. what's going on with yourself, just a little 
it it helps you just stop the the crazy in the yeah. head for even just a few minutes. And then if you're someone like me who I can get very visual in my head about stuff on my fingertips and mm. like where my hands are going and shit, should I wipe my phone off again? Like uh, that person just sneezed over there. That person just coughed. Um, I can get very anxious when I start thinking of the molecules yes. and shit. Yeah. A little uh, OCD type stuff. Yeah. I have been getting a lot of relief just going outside, like walking Peggy or yesterday we went on like a nature walk, something about the fresh air mm-hmm. in this time of year where it's like, like cold, brisk air against my face feels like so clean, you know? Although I have heard that coronavirus does not like humidity. So. <laughs> so it's better if it's humid? I guess. But, you know, again, don't take my word yeah. for it. Well, but my point is like, if you are alone and you're just like grossed out, like go for a nice walk. Maybe it'll feel nice. Yeah. And even like even in our neighborhood where it can like be so gross on some streets, there are other like delightful streets like a few blocks away with like more trees and it's like a little cleaner. So it's like maybe take a a walk you haven't before. Try to find the streets that feel appealing and like you can take a deep breath of fresh air near at least one tree (laughs) if you're in in a metropolitan area. Uh, The park has been really nice for me to walk through. I was actually thinking today maybe I would drive over to McCarran Park or McGorlick Park just as like a change it up, which is like other parks in Brooklyn neighborhoods near us that Mm. we don't go to often. Mm -hmm. I was like, that might just be nice to just like take Peggy on a walk of a different park, Yeah, you know, take a little drive. Um, so that's the kind of stuff we're doing. We're, we're not like stocking up the fridge particularly. So maybe we'll be asking you for food later. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll be like 10 days into the I am legend level <laughs> apocalypse and we'll be like, oh shit, seamless stopped working. Yeah, exactly. Shit. I'm like, shit. That, I'm like that bagel store closed. Shit. Shit. Uh, Tony's pizza isn't making pizza anymore. Shit. I'm like our overpriced organic store that's like directly across the street, which I literally buy like every meal at. I'm like, once that's, if that's closed or like shit is gone out of there, I'm in real trouble. When the looting begins there, we are (laughs) fucked. Yes. When Amy's pizza has been cleared off of the shelves... And it's going to be a bad, bad situation. There's for no me. Rocky Road haagen to be found <laughs> anywhere. Shit. Shit. <laughs> uh, so all that to say, we love you guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We hope we can bring some laughter and levity in this uh, very confusing time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Any final thoughts before we head to Q&A's? Well, uh, I guess just to spice it up a little bit, I I did read on thecut.com, all the orgies have been canceled, guys. All the sex parties, all the orgies. They're all canceled. I I have some account on some pervy, kinky social media website where they said they're opening up all their chat rooms for free so that all the all the freaks out there can connect emotionally and, uh, and by sens- freaks, we mean very positively. Yeah. Freaks a good word. 
Some people are triggered by it, so that's why I'm just clar- mm. I'm just clarifying. When we use freaks, we mean it in a, a solidarity sort of way. When I use freaks, I'm not thinking much about it, uh, <laughs> but I didn't mean it negatively that time. I know time. you didn't. I just I have people in my life specifically I who I think who like I have know that they don't like that yeah, yeah, yeah. word because it was used against them yeah, yeah, when yeah. they were younger. Yeah. Um, I love that word. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, so yeah, you can't be swapping body fluids with large groups of people. It's not like a sexy time. No, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And that question comes up in our advice slash Q and a segment here. So yeah, we put out a call a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago that we would like to start doing more advice oriented episodes Mm -hmm. because mainly we're running out of stuff to talk about. (laughs) That's not true. Uh, but no, we like talking about this stuff. You are a practicing therapist mm, unlicensed. Correct. Uh, and yeah, we just want to help people out with, with whatever issues they might be going through. And so people have written in. We've got, yes, we've we've, got some questions. Oh yes, and thank you so much to those of you who did write in. It like really made me excited to get some questions after we put that call to action out. Yeah. I was like, they listened. Yeah. I'm so excited. And that's what I meant to comment on is that we specifically are most interested in advice because we want to give solicited feedback and advice, not always the unsolicited stuff. Uh, But a couple of the questions that came in were just people wanting to know more about us. So yes, uh, pardon us. I think just one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe we'll, uh, we'll address that one at the top and then just like. No, no, no. Let's do advice first. Okay. Because those advice might take up the whole show. So. And so that one person, they're asking us questions about us. Sorry. Yeah. Deal with yeah, it. Yeah. We asked for <laughs> advice questions. You didn't listen to the directions. Okay. Or maybe we just read all four and then uh, as a tease. No, no, no. We'll take it all one right. at a time. Um, right. But yeah, this really is scratching an itch for me that I don't know if anybody truly understands besides Patrick Probably a couple of my nearest and dearest. I did actually share with my therapist. I was like, this is actually really just what I've always wanted to do without having to get a degree to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thank you so much. And in 2020, (laughs) if you've got a podcast and it's remotely successful, you can do that. And people connect to anything that you say. Apparently they want your advice. So fantastic. Uh, All right. I am. Should we start maybe with the... uh, coronavirus related questions. Sure, yeah. Um, And we also just wanted to say too that uh, this round, we're going to keep everybody anonymous. But going forward, if you do write into us, which the DM way is great. Like, please continue to DM us on Instagram, who.cares.podcast on on Instagram. Um, We're going to keep this batch anonymous, but going forward, if you would like us to include your actual name, your Instagram handle, or you would like to remain anonymous, like just say that in in the question at the end of the question or whatever. How would you like to be referred to? Just spell it out. We don't want to get the lawyers involved. We just need uh, consent. Yeah. So as far like going forward this episode, anonymous until we hear otherwise. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so uh, we have this one that says, in the age of COVID-19, how do you approach dating and polyamory? Are there any extra barriers of protection? 
Is there an abstinence period? Are we not worried slash we're all going to be exposed, quote unquote, attitude? Um, and this is coming from a person who has a bit of an open relationship with their partner and also them, I'm trying to use they pronouns, them and the partner both have jobs that have like potential high risk of COVID-19. Yes. Um, So just kind of coming back to the idea of like, how do we approach openness, polyamory in this time? What's the attitude? Well, as an entry point, I will share that a friend of mine, we were just texting earlier about stuff and he, he asked, Hey, I'm just curious, uh, how does social distancing work in an open relationship? Mm. And I just answered him for us specifically right now that it kind of hasn't been an issue because for us, the pregnancy changed things. That was the social distancing. Yeah. (laughs) Pregnancy, (laughs) pregnancy is an immediate social distancer. Yes. Uh, because you ha- you were sort of not feeling very sexual. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Go ahead, but, I'll let you know if you're wrong. But yeah, I think generally it was just like you weren't feeling very sexual. You told your boyfriend like, hey, let's put things on the back burner for a bit. Yeah. You've seen him. One I, time maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the most recent time I requested a date, you vetoed because it was a particularly tough week. I think. Yes. And, and, and which was, was fine. Like I actually wanted to spend that time with you anyway. Uh, and I've just gotten incredibly busy since then. So I, I haven't been seeing any of my other partners. Um, so it hasn't been an issue yet uh, for us because of the pregnancy. And then the other personal thing I'll just inject before we go into general discussion about this is uh, we've talked about on our podcast that we both have herpes and that's Mm -hmm. a conversation we've had to have with other new partners. Um, So I think there's comparisons to be made there. Mm -hmm. Obviously it won't fit exactly, but uh, I'll just throw that into the mix that we have to talk about other viruses Mm -hmm. often. Yeah, Um, and That's that's true. That's a very common thing in this world as well. Yeah. Uh, in the day of COVID-19, I I'm cu- I am curious if this happened like a year ago or yeah. I think it was like two years ago when you and I were very active meeting other people. Ooh, very like, active. I'm, ve- I'm curious what we would have decided I, yeah. then. Uh, I think, I think, um, I think I would probably prefer, I would have preferred to like, hey, let's put the brakes on this for now. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Well, we were saying yesterday, uh, you know, it's a great time for primary partners. (laughs) Like, like kind of uh, like if you are fortunate to be in a fortunate is the wrong word because that's not some people don't want a primary partner. If you're in a relationship, if you're in a monogamous relationship or you have a primary partner, but are in an open relationship, it's like it does kind of feel like you're making your choices, right? It's like, these are the people I'm going to hunker down with. Yeah, this um, is my inner circle. <laughs> yeah. COVID-19 really does filter out who your MySpace, <laughs> who your MySpace top eight are. Oh, wow. Throwback. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what the MySpace top eight is, <laughs> you could 
could choose. You could rank your friends. It was really cruel, actually. Very uh, publicly visibly. Yeah, you're like, you've made it to the top eight. Yeah. Yeah, just like public internet clicks. Yeah, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went out to eat yesterday at Shake Shack, and they had gotten rid of tables and stuff, which is like part of the 50% less capacity, capacity in places. Um, it definitely felt like there was, there was social distancing in place because of that. But it's like, we all kind of had our people that we were comfortable being close to, Yeah, which is just, it's interesting to to observe that. Um, so I guess, yeah, I mean, especially as the more information we find out about how much it's spreading and how unknown it all is and how it's getting bad in other places, it's just like, uh, yeah, now is not the time for, I mean, at least from our perspective. And like, again, all of these advice answers are clearly just based on our experience and like mm-hmm. what works for us. So like, I mean, it, it, it is an outbreak, right? So it's a, it's a yeah. public, it's a global outbreak. So if I have a herpes outbreak, I tell, yeah. I, 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 I've, you limit exposure. I can't even remember the last time I had an outbreak, but, uh, I would, yeah, I would, I would say to a partner like, yeah, I think I got a blister right now or whatever. I don't think that's happened for me though. So yeah, but, but I yeah, mean, like it, the responsible thing would be with a herpes outbreak to be like, yeah, I can't, we shouldn't see each other. I think I have a outbreak well, and that's right what now. Do- a doctor would say to you is like, yeah you limit your exposure sexually to people when you have an outbreak of some kind, yeah. you know, uh, specifically with like STIs. And so if you had, even if you had an outbreak, the most responsible thing I could do is probably tell another partner, like we have a household outbreak or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I may have been exposed even if I'm asymptomatic. Yeah. yeah. So for COVID, if like, I was really hoping to stay out there, keep playing the field. I would hope if I felt symptoms or a neighbor had symptoms or whatever, I would hope I would say, Hey, yeah, probably not a good time. I think my wife has COVID-19 or (laughs) I don't know. I'm just kind of riffing here. but but I, I actually think that analogy is really sound because it's like, it's a global outbreak that this is enormous pussy blister on the planet. However, uh, herpes, unlike COVID-19 won't kill anyone. So, you know, we can have a conversation about stigma on the side. Hey, listen, just so you know, I have an outbreak right now and I know you have an elderly grandmother and I don't want you to go give her herpes (laughs) at the family reunion. But I mean, that, I mean, it does kind of show the level of, seriousness, right? Is that like, this is something that is unknown that people are asymptomatic and especially us younger people under 60, under 50 who don't have any serious health concerns or like autoimmune things. And, uh, I feel like I'm really getting into the zone here. I've I've got a stance. I've got like a real Don Imus stance. Do you want to hold the mic and get in a power pose? (laughs) I've just like really leaned into my like radio. I'm like, listen, no, you know what this is? Uh, What's that ancient guy's name? You know, with the suspenders. Oh, uh, Larry King. Yes. Thank you. I knew it wasn't Larry David. (laughs) 
Um, but anyway, that the asymptomaticness, which is like part of the herpes hysteria, right? Is like, I got it from somebody I don't know. Yeah. Like somebody, I thought I got it from somebody specifically who never had any symptoms, you yeah. know? Um, and that's what's kind of going on in this like global way. And we yeah. have no sense really of what the, how we can deal with it. So. All right. So I think that's one side of the coin yes. that it's probably better to be conservative and just sort of chill out on this stuff. And I think that's, what's right for you and I right now, especially since we don't want you getting sick with a child inside of There's you, a fetus, et cetera. Although it's, they say pregnant people are probably fine. Well, the one caveat with the pregnancy that the doctor on Rogan said was that it pregnancy mm. puts a strain on the woman's lungs yes. because of just internal compression. So anything, your lungs, we want to be working really well. Uh, but on the other side of the coin here, let's let's just have some fun with this. We want to continue the lifestyle. We want to have exciting sex with other people. Like, fuck you, I do what I want, yeah. COVID-19. I think there are probably ways where you could have some really exciting sexual things that don't involve touching other people. Mm, for so sure. So maybe we're hopping on Skype, we're hopping on Zoom, we're mutually masturbating, we're doing role play digitally. Who hasn't had a blast with sexting and sending pictures. Oh man, that can get really hot. I did that for months with somebody. Oh yeah. Never met him. You were just grinding that puss <laughs> on your hand in the bedroom, sending pics. Actually, I did that for months with somebody and then ended up having sex with them. And I was like, what a disappointment. Mm. But the months of foreplay over texting, what, yeah. a, what a time. Yeah. Or if you do want to see the person in person, there's lots of things you can do that don't involve touching at all. There's lots of things that don't involve body fluid. Mm -hmm. There could be, it could be a, a, a an impact sesh. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's lots of spanking. I mean, that might still implement. But yeah, I mean, I would find it very difficult to just. There's fluids involved with impact play. Let's yeah. be honest. Well, I guess, and also, it'd be very difficult for me to not want to just like go all the way. And you're <laughs> you're in. Also, I guess another big uh, another big thing we have to mention is that this thing is very communicable through uh, many of these fluids are in the air. It's yes. like through, you know, tiny droplets and mists and vapors. So yes. this might be horrible advice. But maybe you I also, guess, maybe you uh, <clears throat> choose, like maybe you have like a few people in your life where you're all just like, we all want to bang. We all want to like keep seeing each other. None of us have fevers or symptoms. Let's just hunker down orgy style yeah. together. In other words, <laughs> Ross and I are looking for an in-house slave. Okay. For the duration. Mostly for minimizing the apartment, but yeah. you know. Also for, no, I, God, I was going to get real gross. Um, uh, oh, what was I? Something just occurred to me that I wanted to say. This felt good. It felt like a oh, good. Oh, wow. It felt good. Oh, yeah. It felt good. Oh, just, yeah, I guess general. Oh, <laughs> hey, maybe your thing is medical play. Like you're into dressing <laughs> up like doctors, things, yeah. uh, stethoscopes, yeah. uh, those things that spread holes wide open. What are those things? <laughs> When that comes up as a porn option, I'm like, who's looking at this? Um, Ske uh, speculums? Yes, a speculum. Uh, like, I don't need to see. There's speculum play? And I, mean, I mean, of course there is. I don't know why I'm surprised. Yeah, like gaping, gaping porn is, I think, the <laughs> genre Jesus. name. 
where you can like, there's people. There's Is it like, more assholes than vaginas? It's any hole. It's just any like hole. stretch that fucking thing. Get wow. a flashlight. Get the helmet lamp. Like the. Oh I my wanna, god. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to bang this girl. I want to spelunk her. <laughs> <laughs> Just get me a rope, anchor it to a rock up top. Don't let me get lost. I'm going in. No. No interest. I don't want to see, I don't want to see like, uh, like a lower no. sphincter, like no. a lower no medical. intestinal. No. I mean, no shade. I'm not looking for glands. If you're into that, Godspeed. There are people out there for you. Yeah. Uh, let's not run down a shame tangent but oh no i'm not shaming we're just we're just kidding we're just cracking jokes what else do we have uh so yeah i guess i guess i guess i would go back to the digital thing how can you virtually get turned on with this new person you're interested in yeah yeah sexting and photos i mean maybe it's also an opportunity to see if there's like actual interest mm. there, you mm -hmm. know, like I think sort of dragging out, uh, not dragging out, but you know, spending time sort of getting to know somebody, whether it's talking to them, sexting, phone sex, doing like these things to see what your turn ons are. And like, what's what you can kind of like learn a lot and it actually can be really hot. Then once you actually meet in person, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, cause it's been amped up so much. And I do think it's like, you know, if you're capable of making space for this, that like having an orgasm is, you know, a de-stressor and yeah. it's fucking stressful right now. So it's like, if you can like engage in some sort of like safe fantasy play, like online with somebody, whether that's like text or FaceTime or whatever, like that could be a good outlet yeah. for like how stressful all this bullshit is, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I would just say, keep it nerdy mm. uh, online. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You Not know. to shame the nerds, <laughs> if that's your thing. And don't catfish either. Yeah, and don't, you know? yeah, don't, don't record anybody other, don't share anything somebody no, sends no. you. No, like, like keep, like everything we're saying should be consensual yeah, and yeah. on the up and up, which should go without saying, but apparently, you know, yeah. uh, sadly that does not go without saying for some. Yeah, uh, and quick shout out to Field, the, the, mm -hmm. The app we've had success with, uh, it's a great way to put out exactly what you're looking yeah. for and like learn how to just express your interests. Uh, it's a very direct saying platform. Very plainly what turns you on, what you're not looking for, uh, all that stuff, all that negotiation it's good to get good at. Maybe it's a good time to practice negotiation, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, cool. What's the? Yeah, we that covered. feels like a good one. Yeah, yeah. We hope we we hope we gave you some sound advice on that. Um, okay, and your friend, your friend's question was kind of similar, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, we had it like was just it was like a two in one. We yeah. addressed. All right, so we're moving away from COVID nineteen. Okay, just on to regular matters of the heart, the heart, love and lust. Okay? The heart, the balls, the puss. All right. <laughs> Uh, so from another anonymous listener, I have a very close, a, a very close friend. Is that all caps? Very is all caps. 
who is my ex-boyfriend from college. He lives here in NYC with his very amazing girlfriend, who is also my close friend. So this person is friends with this couple. She had a romantic relationship with the, the, man. the male partner of this, of this duo many years ago. Uh, tonight she called me crying, telling me about the reprehensible things he was saying to her while drunk. Honestly, it sounded totally emotionally abusive and they rung all caps. So true to my experience of dating him. He works an early morning day shift. So she said sometimes he'll start drinking at 4 PM. And those are the nights he starts huge self-pitying fights with her. I think he's a very highly functioning alcoholic, questionable, <laughs> or at the very least has an alcohol problem and has had since we were in our very young 20s. Obviously, while we talked, I told her she does not ever deserve to be spoken to this way, but also that he needs therapy and I suggested he probably needs to quit drinking. So... How does one approach someone to tell them you think they have a drinking problem? I don't even think I could do it myself. Because she would be upset that I told him about our conversation, how could she do it? So I guess, you know, she's saying like, I wouldn't tell this friend this because I would kind of be meddling. Uh, so how would the current partner do it? Or is it true that one really needs to quote unquote uh, hit rock bottom before getting help. She definitely won't leave him. And as it is, she, as it is, she's worried about him leaving her. So I'm not sure where the rock bottom would lie. Anyway, curious about your thoughts. Well, uh, there's a lot going on here. I could go down a PTSD rabbit hole here. <laughs> it's a lot uh, going on. That sounds familiar of guilt and shame about myself because i'll share this that i that was such that was so my pattern uh to every every girlfriend i had i would become so mean and cruel to them the most mm. or my or my siblings or like very close friends mm. i would be i could be so mean and cruel and cutting once i felt like somebody's trying to make me drink less mm. or like tell me to stop drinking at that hour or that night or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I would just lash out and say the meanest stuff. Like there's one with my college girlfriend, there was one night I remember saying like such mean stuff and breaking up with her in the thick of being, you know, just totally just, yeah. Uh, I was, I could become incredibly verbally abusive a couple times I've provoked girls to where I would try to get them to hit me mm. just full on like gaslighting, like acute, mean, cruel, like in the moment, like not even rageful, but like, like I might sound or appear to be totally like even keel, but just saying horrible Ugh, things. That's even worse. Like really creepy. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it was totally like when I got, to a certain level of drunk, I think this part of me, this like, I want to just tell my truth. Sure. I'm going to let them have it. I'm mm. going to let them have it. They need, if they're going to keep needling me, I'm going to fucking let them have it. You know, and this horribly borderline, like psychotic or something like, well, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Thing, right? 
So that was a pattern for me and I relate to that and I'm, I still have a lot of guilt about it. I've worked through a lot of that, of course. Um, and he never acts like this with me. Okay. I mean, but I, I think there have been <laughs> shades of it sure. where like I can go to these, like hold these things in yes. and then when I reach a point, I'll like let it out and yeah, it's nowhere near like that. No. But with drinking, it doesn't give you that filter to be like, this is an appro- this is a thing I should be processing with someone else. Right. But instead, since I'm drunk and I'm feeling like this bitch needs to hear this, I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. Oh God, uh, it's horrible. And, and I always regretted it the next day. And uh, luckily I always talked my way out of it and whatever. And so what started happening for me was, uh, people, people would kind of call me out on that. Like, mm-hmm. man, you were really drunk or like you become a different person when you drink is something I started to hear a lot. Uh, and those things never got me to quit, but eventually they did have a cumul- cumulative effect mm-hmm. where it was like, oh yeah, people do say this to me a yeah. lot. Um, so unfortunately I, th- I feel like th- this guy needs to hear this from as many sources as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, if, if he's making his friends sick of him, uh, his girlfriend sick of him, they all need to just start saying like, I don't like you when you drink. Yeah. Like simple as that. Uh, the girl sounds like she needs to get out of the situation yeah. and like yeah. there's, I mean, she, nobody deserves to be treated like that. No. Uh, and I, I, I never hit like rock, rock bottom, but I hit plenty of a bottom for mm. me to quit. And, um, you know, sometimes we have to provide people's bottoms for them mm-hmm. by just sticking up for ourselves. So like yeah. if this guy, you know, if she moves on with her life and he starts repeating this pattern with other people, you know, hopefully he learns the hard way that he, he, he's got to quit, you know? Yeah. I mean, the alarming part, I mean, there's a number of alarming parts, but you know, as a sober alcoholic woman who certainly have done my own fair share of like lashing out, uh, but I think on the other side of it for so many years, it just breaks my heart to hear that this woman is like, she is subjecting herself to this, right? To a certain extent, like she's accepting the behavior, not to point blame, but like, but she's scared of him leaving her. Like that is just so fucking sad to me. Like, and, and that I think speaks to, there's like two different sicknesses going on here. And so it's like, it's not just him mm-hmm. with the issue. And, uh, there's like codependency, yeah. some like dangerous codependency. Pa- pathological. Yeah. Codependency. The, it's like this person is treating you terribly and you're scared of them leaving you. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, that just makes me so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, get away, get away from this person. Like, I also just want to comment quickly on like the red flag of a charming alcoholic. Mm. Like I am, uh, this is still like when you're sort of narcissistic and 
like love to be the center of attention mm-hmm. and love charming women and groups of people like me. <laughs> like oh, it is, you hear it is a, it is a superpower that is intoxicating sure. in itself. Sure. Uh, I feel like a douchebag talking about this. No, no, no. But if you're a woman and like, that's a, or if you're a person and that's your sort of like go to, that's the person you're attracted to. Like if you, if you find yourself attracted to the Barnett's of the world, <laughs> not, not sure if you're watching love is blind. Yes. Uh, so true. Just like, it's fine to be attracted to that personality yes. type. Like that's, that's fine. But like beware. Yeah. Like I, I fucking, I got off on that, on being that guy for so long of just being like, Hey, this is how I roll. This is who I am. If you want to roll with this, like we're going to have a good time, but like, don't try to slow me down. Don't right. try to put me in my place. Don't try to control me. Cause I'm just living my life. Living this my is who I am. My life. Like, I, I don't know if I've told this story on here, but like, I, I remember the first big fight I got in with the girl I was with when I finally did quit drinking the girl who like really did save my life. Her and my brother like came together to be like, dude, you have to stop. And if you don't stop, she's kicking you out. I mean, that's a very like conflated version of that story. But, um, I remember when I got together with her, like how much she liked that. I was this cool party guy at work. We met at work. Uh, I was this cool guy. I was, and uh, I remember saying to her, our one of our first big blowout fights, we like got in a fight at, at some social event. So then I went one way with my bros and she went home or whatever. And the whole night I'm just like telling these guys, I'm like, dude, she got with me because I'm awesome. You were like okay? literally saying that? These are the words I was saying. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to do a bit. I was trying to do a bit where I was like, I mean, she got with me because I'm awesome. Like, this is what she signed up for. This is who I am. I am awesome. I like to party. I'm spontaneous. (laughs) You never know what you're going to get. And I'm awesome. And now she wants to break up with me because I'm awesome. (laughs) She's pissed at me because I'm awesome. She doesn't want me out tonight partying like I do because I'm awesome. You were a Barnett. Yeah. <laughs> and and it like the logic was that it was her own fault for sure. signing up for sure. this she roller coaster. She knew what she was getting yeah, into. She, yeah, I'm sure. Now she's trying to change me? Yes. I don't yeah. think so. She can't keep up. Yeah, can't if keep up. If she can't keep up, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I dropped a guy for not being able to keep up with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... It's so, it's so, uh, embarrassing that that's who I am, but who I was, who I am probably no, still. No, no, Who you uh, are, who you are. But the point is that like, it's never, it's never enough for guys like that. Yeah. Like we just, we, we, uh, and, and booze, like alcohol just like turns up all those switches yeah. to like 11 or whatever. Yeah. Like it, it makes us, um, like the, the night can never end. There's never enough uh, women to like look at, yeah. even if we're not cheaters or it's whatever. It's a black hole. Like, it's like never ending. Yeah. And this guy might very well be very high functioning in a lot of ways, which I was like, I never lost a job. In fact, I always kept getting better jobs right. and I was always in the cool group of people. Which was people. always like perpetuating the, the behavior. Yeah. You can live in denial that it's a problem if your life looks good on the outside, you know? Um, so 
this guy probably does have a major problem that uh, may not have huge consequences right now, but like people have to give him the consequences, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think, yes, I do think that people do have to hit whatever form of rock bottom is their rock bottom, but that could include, like you're saying, cumulative people over the years being like, I don't want to fucking be around you, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it's like in reflection, like that starts to become like a longer rock bottom. Like rock bottom isn't necessarily always just like a moment, you know, it's like, it can be years of a bottom of people being like, I don't want to be around you or you're losing jobs or, you know, it's like, it can be this long drawn out thing. So it's not just this kind of moment where people mm-hmm. are like, Oh my God, this is it. You know, it can be, but I think for a lot of people it is kind of like a cumulative thing of like shit is fucked up, mm-hmm. you know? And for some people that can be a lot longer, you know? Yeah. And I mean, to me, it's telling that like this person who wrote in had experience with this person like 20 years ago, like Mm. maybe even, you know, like between 15 and 20 years ago where this behavior sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. So there do have to be consequences, but you can't, uh, if anything I learned from the show intervention years ago is you have to follow through with the things that you're willing to take away from that person, you know? And that can be, so fucking hard. Like it is not an easy thing to do to stick to your convictions. I'm sure he's got a lot of great things about him and I'm sure she loves him in a lot of ways. But also I think this speaks to the fact too, that there are two different sicknesses going on Mm. too, you know? Mm -hmm. So there are, you know, that's what the other program that uh, people go to sometimes called Al-Anon, which is like uh, for friends and family and Mm -hmm. of people, um, excuse me, that have like active addicts in there, active or Mm -hmm. non-active. But it's basically just a place for people to go to talk about like how they've been putting addicts first before themselves, you know, and are kind of in the disease of, they're in the disease with them, but in a different way, you know? The shorthand I always use is, is, uh, you know, the the program for people who are the addict or alcoholic is, is about the substance you can't control and how it affects you. And Al-Anon is for, for, uh, the inability to control people. Yes. Uh, Which we can, if you don't like a person's behavior, that's a great program to go to. And I think obviously it's not the only way where, you know, this is just one option, but I do think, and I actually, I like, I went to one of those meetings maybe once or twice and I was like, you know what? This isn't me. Like, mm. this is not my area of issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really identify with what was going on there. But like... I thought you went a bunch during the dark times. No, not a bunch. Mm. Uh, like a couple times. I like did that and then I like went a couple times to like Sex and Love Addicts and I was just like, yeah. where? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think there is something... Did I ever tell you that during the dark times I went to a herpes support group? I think you did, Yeah. Oh, it's crazy that there are so many groups for so many different issues. And it was cool. It was like a cool. That is cool. Like it was this. I only went the one time, but it was similar to, uh, you know, our other groups. Yeah. Um, Well, and I guess that would be maybe some advice I would offer the girlfriend is like, maybe you don't have to make any moves whatsoever. Maybe just go check out Jesus, hon. (laughs) 
I'm fired up with all this advice giving. I just broke my pen in my bare hands because I'm awesome. <laughs> um, that can, I mean, that can also feel like a very scary action for somebody, but maybe that feels less intimidating well, than like telling this person that you don't like their drinking, telling them that you don't want to be with them. I will share that when my college girlfriend was like, so we were together for like two years after I graduated too, like this weird Rocky on and off roller coaster thing. Uh, she was like, I'm going to therapy now to talk about this. Just so you know, I go to therapy. Uh, and that, and she would eventually, she was like, you know, my therapist said, if you ever want to come in with me, mm -hmm. we can talk about this stuff. And that had an effect on me. It yeah. was like, again, it didn't like fix the situation, but it was like, oh shit, do, do I need to get my shit together? Mm -hmm. Like it really, like if, if this girl said to him, like, Hey, I got to go to the, I'm going to check out these meetings. Like you yeah. don't have to do anything, but just so you know, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. That would probably have a powerful effect of some kind. Yeah. Because I think, and even in my own experience, like, and I've like told this story so many times to different people, uh, but like when Patrick and I broke up, that was like a very big turning point for me in how I looked at relationships. And I was already sober, but uh, I was in the middle of doing like 12 step work that I was specifically looking at my patterns in like sex and love relationships. And it was just like so abundantly clear to me what I had been doing over and over and over again. And I was like, oh, like, I have to do something mm -hmm. differently. I can't expect these people that I'm interested in to do anything differently. Like that's crazy. Like mm -hmm. I have to do something differently. And that felt like a huge wake up call, but also like really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And to calmly and collectively just like say what you need from a person and like not be in control of the results and be willing to walk away from a person if they can't give you what you need is like radical yeah. and really hard. But it was like life changing for me that mm -hmm. I was like, these are my needs. Either you can meet them or you can't. It's fine if you can't, but like I'm not sticking around to find out if you can or can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like if you don't know, you don't know, but I know. So... And it also gave me the clarity of what my options were too. Yeah. It was like, oh shit, no more games. I can't just, <laughs> I can't just manipulate this. Yeah. Like I actually have to answer a specific demand. First of all, what a relief. Like it actually, I think probably subconsciously was a relief to know, okay, these are my options. Yeah. And also like, wow, she's like really taking care of herself and that's attractive. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm so grateful that you did that work to yeah. like be a more, be, yeah, like a more attractive, um, be the partner that you yeah. want to attract. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. oh wow. Like this is what I want in a person, yeah. you know, somebody to tell me what they need and not like waffle around and like hope that I, figure it out or take the scraps, which yeah. like I used to say, that's just like what I did in all of my relationships was just like, take the scraps. Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't even, I couldn't put words to what it was that I even wanted, you know? And like, but it does require 
a lot of fucking work and introspection. And also like something I would talk about with um, my sponsor, like really early on when I first got sober was like, and I'm sure it's true for men and women and all types of folks. But for my specific feminine experience, like there was a disease of low Mm self-esteem, you know, and being like willing to accept whatever, which I think there's like a lot of like social things going on in there too, you know, just Mm -hmm. like accepting bad behavior, take what you can get, like, you know, you didn't say no, but you didn't say yes, you know, just like that sort of like Mm -hmm. vague 20, 20 bullshit, 20 is bullshit. I'll tolerate it. Right. And, um, God, I, so many women in their twenties, so many people in their twenties just in like shitty relationships. And I'm like, like I judge it, but then I'm like, I did that. Yeah, of course. And it really talk about a bottom. It's like, you know, that can be a very long bottom of realizing that like, I think so little of myself and expect so little from other people that I'm like willing to accept like forms of abuse in mm-hmm. on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it's like, you know, it's all, it's what all the self-helpy bullshit is about. It's like radical self-love, radical self-acceptance, because it really does start with like how you take care of yourself, how you love yourself, because then you're very unwilling to put up with like other bullshit mm-hmm. when you're like, Oh no, no, no. Like I take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not dealing with this, you know, but that's a very long journey. And Mm -hmm. it sounds like maybe our friends in this question are a bit far away Mm -hmm. from that. I hope that they're not. Uh, but it can just start with keeping things in the eye, not expecting like presenting information. People be like, this is how it's affecting me. Mm Because technically people can't really argue with how it's affecting you. It's your experience. And, you know, doing something for yourself. So that might mean going to a meeting, going to a yoga class, finding a therapist, like Picking up a copy of Codependent No More. Picking up a copy of Codependent No More. Picking up a copy of uh, Attachment. Mm, Is that what it's called? Attached. 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 Which is about attachment styles. Um I think another one that people love to read is um, dating like the Buddha or something like that. Something about dating in the Buddha. Uh, For all us fellow Barnett's out there, (laughs) I just want to, I just want to circle back to attached. Um, Yeah. Reading that book helped me recognize these patterns I had, especially as an active alcoholic, but also, also in that, in the dark times with you, um, this magical thinking of thinking the, the partner I'm with is great, but I I have this sneaking suspicion. She's not the one mm. and that there's a more, a better match for me out there somewhere. Or my soulmate is what just, fool. just around the corner, <laughs> just around the corner is my real soulmate. That is like weird addicty, uh, avoidant, um, attachment style thinking that I, I didn't even know I had yeah. until I read it on paper yeah. And it was so, it was so eye opening. So if you are a guy like me that doesn't, doesn't like to be held down and thinks there's some (laughs) perfect woman out there for you, check out that book. Like, I I hope that guy reads that book and I I hope he gets sober. And I, yeah, I mean, I hope that both of these people get the help they need because I don't, 
they, it sounds like they both need help. Mm -hmm. You know, like it doesn't sound like it's like one person or the other. It's like they're entrenched. Uh, and like you were saying, it's like, this is obviously a pattern of his. It's probably a pattern of hers Mm -hmm. too. You know, um, I have a hard time believing that this is the first relationship this woman has had that probably went this way. Uh, so was that helpful? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we, we had a couple, a couple, three, a couple, three specific actions Uh, (laughs) for her to call him out in a simple way. Like your drinking makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Some kind of a call out, like to not just hold it in, but also, sorry, uh, take care of herself in some way, whether that's, Going to therapy or going, checking out Al-Anon or reading some of these books we just mentioned. Yeah, small actions. Uh, Doesn't have to be dramatic. Yeah. And then see what happens. Uh, But I also think the friend that wrote in too, it's like, if this, you have a history with this person, the, the guy in the relationship and it's affecting your friendship with him. You have a right to say something. I mean, obviously you don't want to like rock the boat with the couple and it's not Mm. like you want to get involved in some big thing, but like if it is impacting you and your relationship to this person or even to the woman who's like reaching out to you for help, like you have every right to be like, this is how it's affecting my relationship Mm. with you, Mm -hmm. you know? And it doesn't have to be like, finger pointing of like, this is what I think you should do to get out of this or blah, blah, blah. It's more like, this is how I'm being impacted because that's, that's an easier thing for people to accept. And if they Mm -hmm. can't accept it, then that's kind of their own deal. Or just a very sincere, like, I'm really worried about you. Yeah. Can go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was a very long answer. (laughs) but it hit so many notes for us. Yeah. Wow. It rang so many bells for our own experiences. So, um, we hope that helped. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, always, you can always Google any of these things like Al-Anon 12 step recovery, any of these books attached. Um, I think it's dating like the Buddha. If you put in some combination of words, something like the Buddha. Yeah. It'll come up. It's a very famous book. Bang in the Buddha. Codependent no more. These are all like well-known Reverse books. cowgirl the Buddha. <laughs> now we're talking. Uh, okay. So we have another uh, sexual question um, from a new listener from our, from our episode on Keith and the Girl. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Um, all right. Let's see. Because she gave us a bunch of compliments before she launched in. Uh, okay. I have a potential dilemma. My husband and I opened up our bed to others, mostly women. My best friend initiated sex with us. who I believe is a woman. A woman is writing in about her and her husband, her best friend, also a woman initiated sex with us about a year after she separated from her husband. We were friends with him as well but she inherited us in the breakup since her and I are so close. He was jealous and oppressive and the relationship was not great. He had about five sexy encounters. Oh, we had about five sexy encounters and had a great time. We have since stopped since she is looking for a relationship and had to, and it had to end sometime. Here's where it gets sticky. No pun intended. I think you intended it. I think you intended it. It seems like, 
they are spending a lot of time together. So I think she means the couple that had previously separated. They're spending a lot of time together and we suspect they may be reconciling. Mm. We feel that a decision has to be made between the three of us. Take it to our graves or tell him and our friendship will most likely end. He is not someone who can be okay with knowing that his friend had sex with his wife. There were instances of jealousy towards my husband before this had ever happened. She told us after the split that we weren't invited over for a couple of weeks because he didn't like that she and my husband were having such a good time together. We were friends for seven years. So what do we do? Uh, Well, first of all, I mean, there's a lot of comparisons we can make. Um, uh, First of all, congrats on like getting down and dirty and having some fun, <laughs> yeah. fun sex with your husband. That's so cool. Yeah. Congrats to uh, you and your husband for sounding like you guys have a, a evolved. fun, evolved relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's great. First and foremost. Yeah. Shout out to uh, getting that bed sticky. Uh, just, just wipe <laughs> it down. Wash the sheets. Wipe it down with alcohol. Uh, but yeah, now movie night with this couple could get uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, but first of all, I guess I want to, I just want to, I don't even, this might be a distraction, but like, I'm curious about the quality of this couple's friendship. Yeah. Like if this other guy's showing jealousy or whatever, like, yeah, is it really a great friendship? Maybe, maybe the woman is the glue that holds it all together. Um, yeah. I mean, she's saying that that is her best friend. Gotcha. So it's probably yeah. like by you know, association. Uh, by association, yeah, yeah. he's friends with them, quote yeah. unquote, but really she's the one. All right. So this is, I'll just inject some personal experience before we dive in. By all means. So the dark times, Ross and I were together for a year and a half. I freak out. We break up for three months. I try to date other people, go on some like internet dates, uh, whatever. Um, and I ended up, I did go on some dates with a person we both know. Mm-hmm from our, like, from our world of... Uh, a recovery world. Yeah, so I hooked up with this person, never did have sex. There was some sexual stuff that occurred. Um, <laughs> but I was like... No P and V, but God knows what else, okay? <laughs> um, and I, when we got back together, I, like, begged to have Ross back. That was a whole story in itself, and I said, by the way, I think you should know that I hooked up with this person. Uh, yes. We went on some dates, things got whatever. But I just want you to know that mm-hmm. just because we travel in the same circles. We were never close with this person as friends. No. Um, but we were uh, but, seeing each other around enough. Yeah. That I just felt like it was a courtesy. Yes. Uh, and, I, and I received it that way. Yeah. So... I get, I think that was good for us because, because yes. if we didn't, cause for a while we did see this person a lot. Yeah. Uh, and that would have been funky just for me, like to be sitting in the and same room. And you would have been acting weird yeah. and it would have been like a thing. Yeah. And then I, th- I think if I told you after the fact that you would have been like, why the fuck didn't you like give me a heads up on that? Yeah. 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 I think that's might have how things have, would have gone. So... I think I'm sharing that as an argument to say like, it might be good to just be like, to just get it out there, to just, to just say like, Hey, uh, we, and not you guys tell the guy, but like tell your friend, like, I think, 
I, I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of transparency and honesty. Yes. If this guy can't, this guy might not be able to handle it or receive it. So like that could be a problem. But in the end, you did your due diligence and you did uh, you did what you thought was right. I, so that's my argument for that. Yeah, I mean, I and I'm not saying that's the answer. But I of course, yeah, nothing is an answer. Just advice that you can take or leave. Uh, but I do think. I'm always going to argue for transparency as well. I mean, I think for us and I think in general, just from what I've heard from other people that maybe we're in more don't ask, don't tell situations. It just always seems to lead to storytelling that is not accurate and makes you more worked up and anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, some people uh, a don't ask, don't tell works for them. And so be it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, I, you know, based on what you're writing, some little red flags that were going off where it was just like, it sounds like there's a lot of presumptions being made about how this person is going to react based on past experience, um, which might be accurate, but also like there's no benefit of the doubt here with like maybe like you can't control his reaction. Mm-hmm. Right. And also... Maybe it's not up to you and your husband. Yeah. You know, like ultimately this kind of has to do with her and her husband. I would be so curious if she just said to him like, hey, just so you know, I've had other relationships while we were broken up. Like if we're going to get back together. I think it's more, I think it's more about like what you and your husband are comfortable with. Like if you're going to be, again, it comes back to like keeping it in the eye. It's like, if you're going to hang out with them, you can say like, Hey, I'm not comfortable hanging out with you guys. If he doesn't know Yeah, like that, cause that is your boundary. Like yeah. that is your bottom line. However, she, that might not might be comfortable for her. So yeah. then like it, maybe it's like, all right, well maybe you only you and I can hang out like for now. You know, I mean, it's going to be like some kind of weird negotiations, but I think first it's about what works for you and like being very clear about that and then going from there and not predicting how he's going to react, how they're going to be as a couple. Like, is he jealous? He used to be jealous. Like, honestly, I don't really think he's any of your business. Yeah. I also want to just zoom back out for a second to the big question, the main question of like the option of taking it to the grave. I don't think taking anything to the grave is healthy. <laughs> yeah, I don't It's just either. like holding in something for years and years. I think that's how cancer forms. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just not worth the stress and anxiety and, and all that shit. Like I'd rather, I'd rather tear a bandaid off and like kind of blow up a friendship a little bit. And just like See what let, it's fucking made of. Let the dust settle. Yeah. Uh, then like have to do some dance. I also, I'm so curious about like where you live, like how yeah. small your town yeah, is. Yeah, like, yeah, are yeah, you in a true. suburb? Are you, do you both own homes next to each other? Like. Yeah. Like how entrenched are yeah, you guys? Because that's, that is definitely something to consider also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like. It's yeah, easy for us to say. I, I think. mean, it, also transparency. It's like, who knows? Maybe this guy is like whoa, I never knew you could just do that. Like, do you, do you like maybe it leads to them having some kind of 
sexual revolution in their relationship or all four of you have this like crazy uh swappy thing that <laughs> develops um i'm curious if you're attracted to this guy like mm-hmm. I, you know of course we also have to think about safety like is this guy a big question mark like yeah. could he could he do something to harm your friend or himself right. or one of you like is there a safety and security issue to think about? Right. Uh, you know, I don't want to be alarmist or whatever, but like, I guess but that's... But men are crazy and yeah, violent. Things, things, <laughs> things can get nutty. Uh, big Biggest thing is like, I guess everybody has to have room to, yeah, speak out what their needs are and what their yeah. limits are. Like if this guy is upset by it, like... It's okay for him to be upset by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think that's like what I'm keep like coming he, back to. He can't to. be shamed. He can't be shamed for being like, well, that pisses me off or like, right. I and don't it, like that. And like taking it to the grave to try to like stop that from happening. If that's the biggest fear that he's going to be upset, there are worse things. You know, yeah. it's like people can be upset process move on right and then maybe some other boundaries are in place maybe something positive happens like I I think it's just the the nature of trying to predict everything like trying to predict all the different outcomes based on how you're going to go forward can be a very tricky game I think coming from a place of like what what would be best for me in this Mm -hmm. situation? And then asking your friend, what do you think would be best for you in this Mm -hmm. situation? You know, and, and starting there as opposed to predicting all the bad potential outcomes, I think is like a better way to approach it. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a little bit unkind to even bring up, but like I, I think it's always been important for me, for us to sort of keep these things separate. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think I'd be very interested in hooking up with any of our friends. Yeah. We, and we've, uh, we've had that conversation before for that reason. I yeah. Think. Like what's the proximity that yeah. we're, we're comfortable with. But again, we live in New York city where there's like, we can go on this app and be like, who wants to bang? Yeah. <laughs> But like even, you know, I got involved with somebody that uh, we have lots of mutual friends with yeah. uh, and it hasn't become messy, but also that relationship has ended and there is a little funkiness uh, and it's just like, I don't know, I guess I just raise that at, for other people listening. Like if you are going to embark on this lifestyle it it can it can be wise to think about and to just talk about with your partner like what your comfort level is with uh, potentially dating people you both know or you're friends with or you are in your life already. That's also because I I just have I just have I still have lots of hangups about sex and uh, like where what like like what I can handle as a guy mm-hmm. uh, and knowing who Ross is involved with. Like I've talked a lot about how I prefer to compartmentalize these things and not know who she's with and not know a lot about them, et cetera. Um, so I don't mean for, for the person who wrote in, I, this is not a criticism of you. I guess I'm just extrapolating another avenue of conversation around your situation. Yeah. And um, going forward, like what, like what can we glean from this experience? Like yeah. maybe we 
bring in people into the relationship that we don't have any real connections to because that got a little messy, you know? But that's, that's like a difference between like, like, I feel like the swinger community, like they're all about like, Hey, we just all bang and we love each other. and 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 like different poly communities too. It's like, people become like, and which was also, you know, kind of an issue with this other person that you were seeing was like, she kind of wanted it to be this other thing where it was like, people knew each other's partners and you're like meeting her kid and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we're not that interested in that. And like, but we know that as a couple and it's like, no shade. Great. Like, you know what you're into. That's just like, not what we're into, you know? Um, I think keeping it separate works for us and we, and we know why it Mm -hmm. works for us, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but there are communities that they like that, that works. They, they like having that sense of community within all like fucking, fucking each other. (laughs) You know? All right. Let's get back to her. How do we help her? What should she do? Well, I think we've touched on some things. I mean, honestly, it feels like similar advice to the previous one where it's just like really, being clear about what you need, what you need out of this situation and not trying to predict his behavior or his response. One thing I'll say is it seems like probably a good thing that it seems like that sexual relationship has ended between the yeah. three, three yeah. of you. Totally. Um, and if you want to move forward in life and just have a good friendship, like a, if you want to keep your best friend, it sounds like, yeah. So for example, figuring out what you want, I assume what you want is to keep your best friend in your life. Uh, And then what your husband wants, he probably just wants a peaceful, calm community, uh, like for the boat to not get rocked. Yeah. I assume. And for you to keep your friendship. I mean, it also sounds like this best friend of yours is like bopping around a little bit. Yeah. I'm so curious. She's the one that initiated things with you now she's maybe reconciling with the husband. Uh, so she's a bit of a, from what it sounds like, the outlier mm-hmm. of just like, we don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. <laughs> with her. You know, like she has this husband that sounds like he's a little controlling and a little jealous, but she kind of wants some more exploratory mm-hmm. stuff. But now she's kind of back with him. So maybe she like got that stuff out of her system. You know, so I think it kind of sounds like it's more about how you want your friendship with her to proceed. Mm -hmm. And, um, she might, she might need to ask herself some hard questions, but again, I think it still just comes back to the fact that it's like you, you are allowed to tell her we're not comfortable hanging out with, or maybe you are, maybe you are comfortable hanging out with them without telling him Mm -hmm. we're big proponents of transparency. However, if you feel like you can be business as usual and hang out with this jealous guy who's already told you guys a couple times, I'm not comfortable with my wife going over there to hang out with your husband. Godspeed. Yeah. Uh, But it kind of sounds like it's more about how do I navigate this ongoing friendship with this woman who, you know, has kind of. I mean, this might sound a little harsh, but she sounds like she kind of dragged you into this mm. a little bit. And now it's like, what do we do? And it's like, you don't necessarily have to do anything because it's not your relationship. Mm-hmm. It's it's her relationship with her husband. But your relationship with her is something that maybe 
you need to just like think about and what and what you want out of it. Like, does Mm -hmm. it need to be she's hanging out with you and your husband? Like, can it just kind of be its own relationship, just the two of you? And how do you guys move forward as Mm -hmm. like, quote unquote, best friends, you know? I wish I could remember it, how it pans out, but this is a storyline in that book, Three Women, that came out this year. Uh, It's a true story about uh, this couple who have like a, uh, you know, they they have lots of threesomes Mm -hmm. with people and they they were like, they owned a restaurant uh, and they were banging like waitresses oh yeah you were telling me this one it's just like what are you doing what like you know keep it that's why boundaries are are good (laughs) and it it blows up in her face for a little bit i forget what happens but um but yeah uh i i yeah i'm just like I wish you all luck. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it sounds like you and your husband are good, which is cool. And, you know, maybe just use this as an experience to know that, like, I mean, Patrick and I have both, we have had threesomes with people that we didn't know super well, but that him, like we individually had had experiences with that were both like open people. And it was like, really nice and fun and it didn't feel like there was any secret keeping at all Mm -hmm. and um so i recommend that like if one of you if you guys are open and not just doing threesomes like if one of you is dating somebody and then like brings that person in and you're like comfortable with that we had a very successful uh couple experiences. Yeah, I'm so that curious. Way. I'm so curious how the first hookup happened. Like, were you guys just like the three of you hanging, drinking wine, and then like things got spicy and touchy feely. And next thing you know, you're all banging. Cause that's so cool that that can happen in life. And like, that's so fun. Uh, but yeah, it's like, the, it's like it happens. And then you've got lots of questions to yeah. answer after the fact. Whereas that's, like these people that we had a threesome with, they just, it was like high fives all around. Yeah. Walked out. And then it was like, it was you, like weeks of planning and like discussing. Yeah, first. yeah. But also, sorry if you can hear background noise. Peggy is chewing on her antler, which <laughs> is keeping her, <laughs> which is keeping her, uh, pacified for the moment. Uh, but yeah, there was no fallout because there wasn't enough of a history. However, like I still occasionally talk to the woman that I had dated. You still talk occasionally to the woman that you had dated. Like there's no ill will of any kind. It's like nothing but like love and positivity. They both have primary partners that we are like, oh my God, they're so cute. Have you seen her new boyfriend? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's it's like enough distance, but also respect for the people, which is cool. You know, Um, I did want to say, I have not read this article. There's this amazing um, Instagram and online magazine called Salty, S-A-L-T-Y. Their Instagram is salty.world. And they're like a super queer, like feminist progressive magazine that does a lot of interesting stories and has a lot of, um, shows lots of different types of sex positivity and body types, et cetera. Uh, and there is an article that just went up called I've had over 33 sums. Let me tell you my secrets. Um, and so I think she might answer a lot of, I haven't read it yet. (laughs) So I I don't know, but I feel like you've had 33 sums. 
you probably have run into some situations. Yeah. So maybe reading that would be of some help. Actually, the, the first woman I went on a drinks date with during our whole experiment. Uh, Don't that, say experiment. Uh, it's just a <laughs> shorthand. I, uh, Sorry. This uh, That was her thing. She would hook up with couples mostly. And she she talked a lot about that, like the negotiations of it. Like she had one couple that were like like a regular for her yeah. for like a year. Um, her and I never did hook up. But uh, uh, that, that was very interesting to get the perspective of a single person who like that's what they're into. Yeah. Um, Which we were always trying to find that person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we should wind down. We should wind down. We should definitely wind down. Uh, we did not get... Well, let's tease the fourth question. What was the... Oh, okay. Yeah, so the, actually the very first question we got uh, was from a listener that said, what are your future plans as it pertains to polyamorous marriage? Do you have any thoughts on how the baby will see it when it grows older? Oh, yeah. That's such a great question. And we will answer it next time Ooh, on Who Cares? Because <laughs> we have lots of thoughts about that. And it's actually a question a lot of my friends have asked me, too. Yes. Uh, now that you're pregnant, what's going to happen, dude? Oh, my God, dude. Oh, dude. I don't even know what's going to happen, Are dude. they going to be sluts? How is she going to handle finding out that her parents are sluts? Will she find out? How old will she be? Oh, my God. Can we control everything? Thing. I don't know. Watch next on 60 Minutes. <laughs> uh, but we are so grateful for your questions. Thank you so much for writing in. Please do take any of this advice with a grain of salt. But uh, we hope at least chatting about it uh, helped you think of things um, further. And we wish you luck with all those issues. And also feel free to like write in again if you yeah. have like follow ups or want to give us more information, some backstory yeah. or whatever. Uh, we are, we are down to just like keep talking about your dramas. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just thanks for listening in general. We hope to keep you good company during all this time of uncertainty. Um, and, and if you think of anyone who might be going through similar stuff right now or have similar marriages or are embarking on a similar marriage or newly pregnant, uh, feel free to let them know about our podcast and how much we process this stuff publicly we just we just want to share with more people and uh and also the less and less we get hired during this isolation period maybe just the content will be bursting at the seams yeah. so stay tuned yeah all right thanks for listening everybody bye maybe that's the ending it's me being like bang bang <laughs> <laughs>